An Instagram post gets an unexpected boost. A TikTok catches in the algorithm. Sometimes that's all it takes to launch someone into internet fame. But then what? This Blew Up is a new podcast documentary that reveals how social media stardom is made. It's a different kind of fame that's not always as glamorous as it looks. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Alyssa Bereznak. You can listen to This Blew Up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Alright, at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my opinion! He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of this. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? What's up, guys? Welcome to The Morally Corrupt Show, a show here on the Ringer Reality Feed. I'm Rachel Lindsay. Joining me right off the top is Callie Curry for the News of the Week. You know what, Callie? Sometimes I wish we pressed play when we are just chit-chatting, catching up before the podcast. You guys, we spent about um, a, a strong 20 to 25 minutes catching up about things in pop culture, Bravo, and whatever else before we even get started on the podcast. One day, one day we'll let y'all in. Maybe, maybe. We're going to have to censor it a little bit. <laughs> no, I don't censor. <laughs> I don't censor at all. And speaking of not censoring, that's a perfect segue into getting into the news of the week. Because you guessed it, Jen Shaw is at it again on Twitter attacking her castmates about any and everything. As if, as if there's nothing to attack her about, which is wild to me. I just, I guess I just feel like, and we kind of touched on this last week, that Jen Shaw is just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to prison because she is. Yeah. Yeah. We referenced that she's at it again on Twitter. So what happened was following Wednesday's episode, which we thought we were going to get something that we didn't. And we'll recap that later. But following Wednesday's episode, people had a lot to say about Jen, right? A lot of assumptions, a lot of speculation about Jen after the episode. So she hops on Twitter and she randomly starts tweeting about Whitney being friends with a lady who was at the January 6th insurrection. And she posts a picture of Whitney kissing this woman and then kind of insinuates that Whitney keeps company with people who were at the insurrection and maybe mm -hmm. we need to we need to question where Whitney was on January 6th. Now, Whitney didn't respond at all. 
Whitney's the smart one here. But Lisa decided to step in and include herself and point out that Jen is also friends with this woman. So Jen's accusing Whitney of something that she's guilty of herself? Yeah. Also, Lisa provided more than one picture, correct? I think she provided two. She provided two. <laughs> I so will she say said, this. Jen, I'll take, I'll take your one picture that you provided with Whitney and up it. And up to you. Two. <laughs> yeah. Also, Jen has like no responses. I have to say, I don't know if Jen is like, like she's not the best at shade. Like a lot of the times the stuff that she says doesn't make sense. Like she would not hold up well in Atlanta. Lisa, on the other hand, baby, was coming with it. Made complete sense. And I'm shocked at her ability to do this. And I was impressed. And shockingly, this season, Lisa's one of my favorites. Was it you who said that somebody was tweeting for Lisa? It was me in the chat saying, is someone writing this for her? Because it is so good. It's so good. But I mean, Lisa's good. When Lisa wants to go off and go there, she does. I mean, let's not forget her epic rant, hot mic rant in the bathroom. I think Lisa can go to toe with toe-to-toe with the best of them. I mean, she is a businesswoman at the end of the day, which also makes her a saleswoman. And I think she's got away with her words. So yeah, she went at Jen to the point where Jen couldn't even come back at her. Uh And then Lisa ended up blocking her, which I also just love that move. I'm going to tell you off. I'm going to tell you about yourself. I'm going to call you out. I'm going to make you a hypocrite. And then I'm just going to block you. Also, (laughs) then Jen's comeback to being blocked was horrible. Yeah, she comes back. You're you're telling us all information that we've already seen on the show. There's nothing new. There's nothing spicy. There's nothing even like witty or creative about her comeback. And then Lisa came back again with a better comeback. Also, there's so much to go after, Jen. It's almost like low-hanging fruit. Jen, why are you even putting yourself in a position for this? It, it's just, and, and like, we're still awaiting sentencing, right? So they're paying attention to your actions and what you're doing. You don't, I, I, maybe I can't equate the two, but it just, it just seems very reckless what you're doing. If I'm you, I'm laying low. I'm showing that I'm remorseful for the things that I'm doing. I mean, the things that I did. And I'm just going to sit back and hope that the judge has mercy on me. But instead, look at, look, you're just out here showing your ass on television and on t- uh, social media. Um. Uh, Something we did see this week is the trailer, the new trailer for season 13 of New Jersey. Are you excited? What are you looking forward to? Did it live up to your expectations? I am excited because one, you know that I like, I don't know if I like Teresa, but I like the entertainment that she provides. I am not a huge fan of Melissa. And after being at BravoCon just made me even more firm in my stance about all of that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what exactly went down, how it happened. Um, obviously, you know, a lot about this season has leaked because of Teresa's wedding and us all finding out about that. Um, I think Jersey's generally good. Yeah, it is. It's solid. Um, 
things I'm excited about, the two new housewives, both of them seem very interesting and yeah. they're ready to bring the drama. And we know one of them brings the, the rumor about Melissa's infidelity. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see the behind the scenes of um, how it got to the point where Melissa and Joe decided not to go to Teresa's wedding. Things I'm not excited for, the storyline that Frank wants to be back with Dolores. I'm not into that. That is very staged to me. So Frank can continue to be on the show because Dolores has a new man. She's moved on. We don't really need Frank anymore other than him playing around with Joe Gorga. I don't, when I saw that, I was, this is not believable. This is not true. You don't want to be with Dolores. This is just for the show. I'm not excited to see that. But overall, I think it's going to be really, really good. I'm also excited to see Jen. Jen seems to be frustrated. What's her husband's name? What's his Bill. Jen oh, seems wow. to be totally wow. frustrated with Bill about him not doing anything. And that's the kind of energy that I want. I want to see, to use your word, a deranged Jen. <laughs> um, first of all, I'm proud of you for pulling Bill out of the hat. All I could all I could see was his face in my in my brain. <laughs> um, but I feel like their relationship has kind of like been building to this since she's been on the show. And I don't know, I think maybe because she's done well, she has a lot of people that like her. Like she, she's a pretty popular housewife on Jersey because she brings the drama every season. That doesn't mean I have to every agree with, season. you know, yeah, I don't, that doesn't mean I have to agree with, you know, all of her stances. Cause I definitely don't, but I think she feels like comfortable in where she's at in the franchise now. And that might make her feel like, you know, a little empowered, probably a little bit more confident because she has her own thing going and it's going well. And now she's kind of like, wait, why the fuck was I putting up with this all these years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't think Bill is a bad, like, husband. I don't think he appreciates all she does for their family. Yeah, I would say that's most men. She's forgiven him too. So, and uh, yeah, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. <laughs> um, I will say too, I was shocked to see Jen in Teresa's wedding. I missed that part. I didn't know she was going to be at Bridesmaid. Oh, when I, I saw that her she walking was. down the that aisle. Was part of, that was part of the issue because Dolores is too. Okay, I, that doesn't shock me. I mean, I know Dolores wasn't invited to like the engagement party or whatever. Yeah, or and then Dolores was kind of, we'll see what happens, obviously, but something happened between the reunion and the wedding because she was added as a bridesmaid. Mm. It seems. And rightfully yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, last thing in News of the Week, Ashley, Darby, and Luke. and Luke. Do you think that they're official? Because they posted on, we saw that she went to Minnesota. We saw some of their social media activity. We saw them having a good old time. And then Ashley posts a picture of the two of them together and I believe this is the first time she's done it. So people are speculating, even Robin Dixon herself, writing on the post asking, so is this your boyfriend? Do you believe that they're official? No. I don't either. I just think she's having fun. I don't think, yeah, I think she's having fun. I also think that as, I don't even know what you want to call Ashley, as whatever she is on the show, like... I do think that she would take it slower with her two kids. Like, I do think she does prioritize her kids. And 
I just, I think she's more mature than I think she might come across sometimes in the show, which I'm sure a lot of these women are the same way. Um, mm-hmm. But do I think she likes Luke? Do I think she likes spending time with him? Do I think she's having fun? Yeah. Also, she does seem like, like, I feel like Luke would like her. It, yeah. It's not surprising that they like each other to me. She seems mm-hmm. a lot like his type. Like he likes goofy and different. He's not looking for like the pages of the world, if that makes sense. No. Um, no. So like, I think he probably thinks like her TikToks and her like being confident in whatever she likes, which might be different than what most people do. Like that seems like something that would turn him on. Yeah. No, I think he totally... I, th- I I see them together. And listen, D.C. or Potomac is a hop, skip, <laughs> and a jump away from New York. So... Oh, yeah. That's so easy. They can see each other often. Also, we'll like, see. We'll be following. They both have... I'm not really sure what their real jobs are. I feel like they have flexible schedules. <laughs> Ashley's got the kids, but yes, they have flexible, yeah, yeah. Have flexible schedules. <laughs> um, okay, that's pretty much it for news of the week. It'll be interesting to see what goes down over the holidays, and you know we'll be paying attention to keep you guys posted. Sadly, there won't be new episodes next week due to the holidays, but you know we got you guys, so we're not going <laughs> to leave you hanging. Next Friday, we are welcoming a very, very special guest onto the show to break down the past year of Bravo. They're going to chat all about what's to come in the new year. And um, we're going to do some Housewives superlatives as well. So you guys, make sure you tune in. I have to say, this is one of my favorite people to talk to about Bravo. I'm a super fan of this person and I know you guys are a fan too. So this is something that you don't want to miss. But I'm very, very excited. And I know you guys are too. Um, Let's get into Real Housewives of Potomac. (sighs) Let's rate these episodes on a scale of one to 10. Okay. (laughs) Instead of of saying, instead of saying, oh, this is, because I was going to come on and be like, oh, this was just a filler episode. This one let us down. On a scale of one to 10, what are you rating these this episode? Two? Callie! <laughs> what? Like, Two. I, th- this episode was, was mostly like five. about Mia and like, I just, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to give it a five, but I'm going to give... Oh my um, gosh, that is gracious. I'm going to give it a five and I'm going to give uh, Karen a 10. Karen was hilarious in this episode. She carried it on her back. Okay, but this is my problem. Pot- Potomac has been over the past like couple of years, like number one by far mm-hmm. franchise. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. this isn't giving number one. All the episodes are either like a 10 or a three. Like, can we get some seven and eights in there? It's it's because there's no there are no storylines. This and this is when you know that you need to shake up the cast franchise. Yeah, the cast, or they're gonna have to take some time off. Giselle has nothing going on. And even though it's sweet to see her with her children. Your children getting older is not a storyline. No. Um, Robin doesn't have any a storyline because even Juan is like, what? Every time she yeah. wants to talk about a prenup, he's like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> he's even tired of it. I mean, yeah, Juan doesn't even believe it. Also, their little skit shows 
They're what? I don't know. They're live skit shows, podcast shows, whatever. If I wanted to see that, I'd go. And as you as you could see, they could not fill 400 seats. Let's, so let's if four, talk. If, if 400 people aren't coming to watch you live, why does Bravo think that thousands of people want to watch it taped? We don't. That was way too much time. I don't need to watch that. Well, let's... Well, if, because there, it was more so funny to watch Most Karen's of it commentary. Was yeah, it was it, it was everybody but them. Karen's commentary through the whole thing was hilarious. Let's talk about this. So... Okay, a, hold on, hold on, hold on. Chunk. Karen's commentary throughout the whole thing was funny, but I was like, baby, you're going to be in the same seat because your shit all over the place too. It might be all over the place, but I feel like it, it's got to be better than what we saw. Because here's not. the thing. This is how... It's not. So... <laughs> so Robin and Giselle had their reasonably shady live show because based on the success of their podcast, their podcast does do well. They're not lying about that. Their podcast does well. And I get it. Oh, you yeah. want to have a live show. You want to meet the people who have made your show a success. But my biggest fear in doing a live show is that nobody would show up. My biggest fear in doing anything live is that people won't come, whether it be a signing, an appearance, because you know in the day of social media, people are going to clown you too. And what was bad is this setup of this anticipation of, oh my gosh, is it, we're you know, our podcast is doing so well. We've put a lot of money into this. We've put $10,000 into this show. Um, we've got all these surprise guests that are going to be coming. We, you know, at one point Robin says, We've got a we've got 120 VIP tickets. Do you think that's enough? So it's this big buildup that when you get there, there mm-hmm. was not none of that. The money must have gone to the comedian they hired, to renting the venue. I just I I I don't understand the step and repeat. I don't understand what happened. Ten thousand dollars. They said that they put $10,000 into the show. Do you think they recouped it? There weren't even 120 people in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give I, them I'm going to give them I'm going to give them about 175. There were not 175 in that audience. Cali. <laughs> Cali. How are you going to rate this episode of two, but give them 175 in the audience? You saw the audience. You saw the audience. There were probably there were probably 100 people there. There were probably 100 people there. But here's the thing. If you're going to put on a live show, you if you don't know how to do it, you got to hire somebody who at least can put together a program that flows in a certain way. It just was odd. There's certain things that you watch that don't translate. Like it might be fun for you while you're doing it on stage, but it doesn't translate to an audience that has to watch it. I don't want to watch Ashley do old school dances. Even the questions, is it reasonable or shady? That question that they threw at Juan, it didn't make sense to say, is this reasonable or this shady? Is this shady? It, it was just really bad. And then Giselle was doing all the talking. Robin didn't seem comfortable. I've never listened to their podcast. I don't know if that's the setup of it. It just was, it was really, really bad. And the reason I say Karen's is going to be better because it has to be. It can't be worse than what we saw. Well, 
Karen did do one thing that will make it hers better. She picked a venue that holds 50 people. And there you go. So it will be sold out. <laughs> and there you go. And honestly, <laughs> I would rather be in a packed full house in a smaller venue than hear an echo. It was bad. But like the moment that you saw how many tickets were sold, that's when you changed the venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 got to make it if you can into a smaller room. I don't know. That it was it was a tough watch and I'm very curious as to how Robin and Giselle are going to respond to it at the reunion because it's going to have to be something that's addressed. Meanwhile, in the balcony, we get the second part of the storyline, which is once again, Uh, Giselle doesn't have a storyline. So her thing is to insert herself into other people's business to to create something out of nothing and just a huge reach. And we don't care about Jacqueline. So I don't care if Jacqueline okay. and Gordon and Mia have had a threesome yeah, and they don't buy care stuff all. for her. But we wait, I have care. a question. I have a question for you though. Mm-hmm. Do any the only person that has like kind of a real storyline is Ashley? No. Who else? Well, the reason Ashley doesn't is because we're not getting Michael. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, but we that's know something she, that people people can talk about that's happening in her life that is actually happening. But they're not what, talking about it, or barely. Yeah. Um, like Candace has her career. She's got a music video. They're trying to make the Chris thing. Yeah, but a the story Chris line. thing is really Giselle, and you know. Everybody else trying to make something out of nothing. I don't think either one of us believe that Chris did anything wrong, right? No, no. Yeah. No, so no. <clears throat> even Karen doesn't have Karen doesn't have a storyline either. Well, it seems like that's about to take a turn. That's about to come. But at the moment, <laughs> as we're watching it, it and just I wonder seems... when that turns. It also seems like it turns for Robin because everyone's going to start. It seems like everyone's going to. Start asking the same questions we're asking. Like right now, them getting married is not a storyline because no one believes whatever's happening. Them not being happy or ever getting married is a storyline because that's what people think is actually happening. <laughs> like Karen saying, I'm just surprised to see Juan show up at anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I do think things are going to shift. Also, I guess well, Ashley and Karen is going at it is like a real thing. So you have that. Um, but Giselle seems to be just like trying to get in where she can fit in because she doesn't have much going on, which I do think that she's kind of that person in this franchise and you need her. Um, but this episode, like the previews for the rest of the season look amazing. So I'm like, let's start ramping it up. It doesn't have to be a 10. Like I don't need 10s every episode. But like it needs to be more of a like a 10, an 8, a 5, a 3, a 7, a 5. Like, you can mix in a 3, but it can't be 10, 10, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 10, 10, 3, 3. I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, or just have a shorter season, right? Combine some of this and just give us a shorter season. Bachelor in Paradise learned that this year. Candace shot her music video. She looked fabulous. She looked looked great. 
Definitely a better budget than the last one, which I didn't dislike <laughs> the parking lot video. I didn't dislike that. That was a Mia thing. Uh, but, um, but clearly a higher budget. And I don't even know if Mia was saying she didn't like it. She was just saying it was obviously low budget. She wasn't wrong. <laughs> so good. See, that's what it wrong. was good. Candace's but, mom talking about Chris. Yeah. Like that was the good stuff. Yes. Good. But this music video was like a real music video. She looks great. Trina looks great. I understand it being like a huge accomplishment for her. It is. Th- yeah. I was I was I was I was fine with that. Wendy's kidney stone, she's had a lot of health issues this season. And I mean, like, I don't I don't know if she should add anything else to her plate. She seems like no, she's no, tapped. No, no, no. She needs to take her husband. Off. Her husband keeps saying that. And I'm like, I think you are. Like, I don't know. I do think that like stress and um sadness and all that leads to sickness. So like Let's get Wendy to a healthier place. Yes. Well said. Last thing I want to say about this episode. Did you notice? This was the best part of the episode. And I can't believe you didn't notice this, Callie. I was a friend of. I was a friend of in Potomac this episode. You were in the episode? I was getting calls about me being in this episode. And I said, what? What? Did I miss this? When just when Karen went to go visit Giselle at her home. Oh, yeah. And she was shading her home. In the background, there was something that looked really familiar. A book? It was a book. Ah. It was me. So shout out to Giselle for having my book placed right there, <laughs> front and center, behind Karen. It got multiple views. And shout out to Bravo for not blurring it out, for keeping it in and not blurring it out. You can still catch Miss Me with that. Um, you can still get that wherever books are sold. <laughs> can I just say that she spent half of this episode shading to Giselle just for the end to be like, by the way, Thank you, Giselle, for having my book. I didn't shade Giselle. I shaded, okay. I shaded the live show. I shaded the live okay. show. And then you she needs Giselle, a storyline. You said Giselle has no storyline, so she'd be in she everybody doesn't. else's business. I would tell Giselle that to her face. Giselle, let us in your world. What is, who um, are you dating? What is going on? What's no, Pastor I, Holy Whore doing? What is Pastor Holy Whore doing? That was great, by the way. That was Giselle's peak. Um <laughs> I um, also saw another cameo this episode. One of my friend... not No, I said that wrong. One... Yeah. No, I didn't say that right. One of my friends was in the episode. Um, her husband plays basketball for the Denver Nuggets, but he was on the Washington Wizards. And they definitely want her to be a part of the cast. She was at but the live it, show? No, she was um, <laughs> at like a diner or whatever. She was just like a patron at the diner. But they definitely wanted to be on the show, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So she was like, I'll be an extra though. Oh, yeah. so wait. She's she's not the messy friend that we're getting a preview of that's Ashley's no. friend. Oh my Lord, no. I just want to be clear because there is a no, friend. No, 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 no. That... She is not talking at all. She's just in a shot. Okay. But okay. they would like for her to join the cast. So I think this is kind of like a let's see what you think. Like, come see what it's like and da-da-da-da. Um, but yeah, no, it's not going to happen. But you know what? That makes me happy that they're 
venturing out. They know that they need to add some new people and maybe take some away. So I actually appreciate that. That's good news. Also, I would like to know from our listeners, Real Housewives used to be like by title. I don't think you necessarily need to be a wife, but it was supposed to be about living a luxury life, right? It was supposed to be about like things that aren't easily attainable. A Heather Dubrow, which by the way, she had a great TikTok this week. But that is the lifestyle that we wanted to see on our screens, right? I would say Potomac has to be on like the lowest end of that. Um, Mia has a really nice home. Mia seems, you haven't seen it? It's a big home. It's the so biggest. Was the, house in, the house in Miami was big too. Whose house in Miami? The one that they rented. The one that wasn't in Miami, that Mia rented. Oh no. <laughs> I want I want to I want to see Heather Dubrow. There Potomac has No nobody a else has that. Lot of money. A lot. Okay. No one else. Okay, okay. I get that. That's a, that's high reaching. But like mix in some Kyle Richards, Lisa Vanderpumps, uh Dorit Kemsley's. Like this is where the difference is. That's Beverly Hills where they're smack dab in the middle of LA, Hollywood, and they don't mind and they want the fame and they don't care if they have money. This is why Dallas sucks so bad. Dallas has yeah, a I mean, lot Dallas of money. Dallas has an enormous amount of money. You're never but you going still to got get people those on that people. show with money. You did. You remember Leanne? You remember Leanne? <laughs> I do. Remember Tiffany, remember her friend Tiffany? They were, it was, it, there was Tiff- such a... Okay, but oh, wait, then not you Tiffany, had... Not Tiffany, not Tiffany. I was Tiffany. about to say, Tiffany, Tiffany Moon is what I want. Tiffany Moon no, no, is no, what no, I no. want. Tiffany I Moon Tiffany. exists in Potomac. There are people with no, money. No, not Tiffany Moon. The girl that was Leanne's friend that had the husband that was a singer. Remember that? This, this is season one. This is the first season. Yeah, that, I don't know. There was, but the but the real Dallas money, and those Stephanie, people aren't going to be at. And I feel like Potomac. Stephanie had a lot of money. Potomac. Yeah, you weren't going to see that. You yeah, but you can get you can get one or two. We have zero. Mm. Mm. Karen. That's why. Remember, that's Black, why Black Bill Gates. Oh, Black Jesus. Bill Gates. That's why I like feel <laughs> like Monique. Like at least you have that. At least we're seeing that. Do you know what? I, first of all, I liked Monique, so I don't have an issue with her. But loved her. If yeah, people who have an issue with her, I'm like that. They wanted her because she brought that. Even like Sharice has more than everybody. Like I need at least at least two or three characters in there that can act like we're big money. Because then that conflict starts happening, right? You see it happening on Salt Lake right now. Who's the richest bitch? <laughs> and we can move on. To, we can we can move on to Salt Lake on that note. Very, yes, thank you for that good segue. <laughs> um, well, hopefully, as they're venturing out, like they were looking at your friend, that they'll be looking at more people to to fill that void. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. 
Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, let's move on to Salt Lake City, which did not give us something great because Jody Walker, thanks for joining. I don't know if you're as upset with me, but this was a, I was itching, just like on pins and needles, waiting for this episode this week. I couldn't wait for Wednesday to get here because we were finally going to get the story behind the eye. We got a story. But it wasn't, it was a bunch of stories, but it wasn't a mystery solved, right? It was it's like, it's it's a whodunit, but we don't know who done it. I think this is the worst thing that Bravo has done to us out of any franchise. Don't play, I've never seen them play up a storyline and we finally get to the end of it and you give us absolutely nothing. This was the most frustrating thing that I saw. And even though they moved on in the episode, I didn't. I, I never it. moved on. Rachel, I closed keep my that righteous eyes. anger. I saw that black eye. I woke up in the morning. I saw that black eye. And I'm frustrated. I'm, I don't want to, I don't want Heather, almost a Debro. I don't want Heather Gay to talk to me. I don't want any of the castmates to talk to me until the next words out of your mouth are blank, hit, Heather, struck, clocked, scratched. Do something. I, I, You're talking I, about putting your sleep mask on makes me think that you put two evil eye eye patches on, made on the fly, and went to bed last night, like counting Heather DeBro. I'm mean, not DeBros. Wow, what are we doing? We're so mad at Heather. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's like it's insane how chaotic it was. It was still chaotic, and I I will say that I watched the first you know, 10 or 15 minutes that were all about the eye with like my mouth agape, just like, but it's actually (laughs) this face that Heather makes a lot where she's like, and it's like, she's like shocked, but angry. She, she makes it a lot at like Lisa. (laughs) And that's how I felt watching this reveal. So it was insane to me how chaotic it was, but also boring because, and you said this just a second ago, you were like, it's like a mystery. It's like a whodunit with no ending. This felt like watching Unsolved Mysteries where it's like, you're so interested and you're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And then you get to the end and you're like, oh, so we were just talking about this. There's no answer, no resolution. What, Like, why is this television? Maybe, you know, Unsolved Mysteries came back. Like, maybe that was like television we were willing to watch in the 90s. But now, 
we need answers. Like, we are used to a constant IV of true crime. And, we and like, shit gets solved on podcasts these days, you know? Like, right. oh, well, maybe that's... Right. Maybe that's our job, Rachel. Like, maybe in the grand scheme of media, it is our job as podcasters to figure out who clocked Heather Gay. Who, who did shot it? JR, I'm, I'm laughing. Who hit who Heather? I'm laughing because isn't it at the end of Unsolved Mysteries that they have like a, a number? Or maybe that's America's Most Wanted. It's I feel both. like that's what we need to do. We need to yeah. say, if you have any information on who clocked Heather's eye, please call this number immediately. At this point, I don't think we're going to get any answers unless we mic the eye. Last week, I called the eye a friend of... This week is the only way. I'm only confident unless the unless that the I is an speaks. enemy of that I is <laughs> an enemy of us. It has done harm to me. Looking at it was challenging, and it was it was unfulfilling. I I mean, but then on the other side of that is like what happened. I I am cu- I remain curious, but the way that Heather was handling it was just was just wild like so yeah. mysterious and unknowable so do it you have predictions like, like what did you well, yeah. feel like from watching the episode well once i realized that we weren't going to get a flat out answer of this is what happened to me then i said well let me start paying attention to all the circumstantial evidence and paying attention to the reactions of the castmates as things are told to them or you know bravo and their editors love to kind of help us read between the lines, I feel like, when it comes to certain things or what they want us to take away from it. And in saying all of that, I think it's clear that it points to Jen. It seems as if Jen is the one who did it. Um, so this is what we got. We did get, they, and this is what I guess they, they're going to call themselves giving us something. When we saw last week's episode, it ended at 4.50 a.m., when Heather, when everyone's left Heather's room and she hears a knock on the door and you can see the handle jiggling aggressively and it's like, the, it's black and white video, grainy. And at the bottom, it says 4.50 a.m. That's where it cut off. So it begins at 4.50 a.m. But this time we see Heather open the door. We see that blonde wig. Jen comes in, but to our surprise, also, Meredith and Angie K come in as well. So now it's like, oh my gosh, there are three people in this room. Then we all see them exit the room. We see Heather close the door, Heather lock the door, Heather disappear out of frame. And then we get to the next morning where she has the eye and Jen's the first one to see it. Jen is in the room. She seems very calm. Very, like, not as wowed by the others. Now, we didn't, Correct me if I'm wrong, Jody. We didn't see Jen walk into the room. We, or did we? I can't remember. We see Heather. Yeah, we see her walk in. We We see Heather text her. It's like a similar setup to Meredith coming in. But I think, and and she does, you know, act shocked when she sees the eye. I I did really enjoy Heather's like practice dramatic revealing of the eye every time. Like, she was just waiting to swing those sunglasses off. Uh, she knows she's got a good thing going here as far as storyline goes. But, like, where, ha- where Jin just suddenly gets very casual. And they basically start speaking in code. Heather's like, mm-hmm. Jen's like, what, what happened? And Heather's like, well, 
I don't want to get anyone in trouble, Jen, but that's why I need you to help me figure out if someone wants to uh, talk about what happened last night. And it's like, it's like she's bolding certain words in her sentences. Like she's trying to convey something to Jen that Jen is either receiving or refusing to receive, hard to say. But I, what I found most suspicious about Jen's reaction is how she like immediately goes into that like, okay, we'll figure something out. You got spider eggs in your eyes. That happens. People die from that. Like, you see your friend looking like that. If I see my friend with that kind of black eye, I am freaking out for no less than two hours. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. pivoting to finding an excuse unless I'm a huge reason that there needs to be an excuse. And like you, when you see Whitney and Meredith and even Lisa react to it, they're like constant reactions that they're not really able to move past are, this isn't okay. What happened to you? No matter what happened, this is not okay. Right. What's going on? And Jen moves on so fast. Yes. That's so true. See, I didn't even put that part together. I didn't even put that part together, but I did note when Jen was like, we, not Jen, Heather said, we need to come up with a good cover story. You don't say that. Like if I had a black eye and I'm bringing you in and you're not involved, I wouldn't be like, I don't know what to do. We need to figure something out. I wouldn't say that. I would just be like, what do I tell the women? What do I say? Yeah. You know, if I didn't want to say, I would say, well, what do you think I should say? Not like we need, and and why is it a cover story? The word cover story, like you said, the bolding of certain words, why is it a cover? I don't know. There was so much. And then I guess, I don't remember if Heather asked, but Jen basically is like, she didn't know what happened. And then they bring in Meredith. And they're kind that of like so sticking. funny them bringing in Meredith because they were kind of like, well, we're idiots. Let's bring in Meredith. She's a lawyer. She probably knows how to do something. I totally forget Meredith's a lawyer. When they said that, I was like, yeah, Meredith is a lawyer. That came out. That came out later in the episode. I think I'm like, oh yeah, she is an attorney. But they bring Meredith in, and Meredith has the appropriate reaction. Meredith is like, no, 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 no. You've got scratches. No, no, no. On your back too. No, 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 no. Like Meredith is piecing it together. She's not letting anything slide as she shouldn't because that is the normal reaction of a friend who sees clearly that their friend has been abused. And I I didn't love Meredith this episode later on, but the fact that she got us the fact that there are scratches on Heather's back is a big Mm -hmm. clue for our investigative podcast as we figure out what happened to Heather's eye. Because like that's, very strange that yeah. there would be... No, I guess I do feel like those scratches could have come from different a different time. You know, like we did see these women being all over each other and like just kind of, you know, I mean, they were just being really physical all night for hours. Like it's possible she could have gotten scratches in some way during that. And then like the black eye is a separate incident. But leaving that conversation that they had in the casita, I saw there being three options for what happened to Heather. Okay. Okay. One is that Jen did it and Heather is protecting her. Just like outright Jen did it. My assumption Mm -hmm. would be that they were like, 
that Jen came back to the room and they were like playing kind of rough because when they leave the room, she doesn't have it. And that's what's so crazy. We see them leave the room. We know that camera's in the room. So if someone came back, there's footage of it. So Bravo is a part of this. And like whether that footage is kept from us for legal reasons or not, this is an unsolved mystery because Bravo's not giving us that footage. But if Jen came back, things either escalated or something, and she hit her. That's why Heather is acting like this to protect her. Number two, and I think most interesting, is that Heather had a bad reaction to like Botox or fillers from Beauty Lab. And that's her, <laughs> that's her, I mean, I really think this, like, I think that maybe that's like she had theory. some sort of, because they've only been there three days. I guess it would have been sudden, but you know what? Like alcohol could have, I guess they've been drinking every day, but like alcohol can cause bruising when you get like, you know, fillers or whatever, if you thin your blood a lot. Um, and that's her job. Like that's her business. And like, she can't be like, oh, this is a bad reaction to Botox because people won't want to come to get beauty lab clocked uh, from their Botox. And so, and then she's like sowing chaos in order to hide that fact. Uh, That's my most tinfoil theory. And then number three, and what I, the feeling I got when she kept being like, well, people know what happened. And if people want to come forward, they can is that they were all on some sort of cocktail of drugs and they can't, she's not, and something happened because of that and she's not admitting it because that could get them in trouble with Bravo in some way. Because Real Housewives always get real cagey around drugs. They do. And I get it. But I gotta tell you, (laughs) I love all three of these theories. (laughs) I love Every single theory, and I'm not going to be mad at either. I'd be mad at number two because that, as interesting, that's very interesting that your mind went there with that theory. But it also doesn't make a per a castmate responsible, which is what I want. That with the way that they've been building this up. Sorry, like I know that sounds dark, but like you've been building this up, so I want somebody to be involved. It, but it would it, make Heather responsible, and that would be like a big downfall for Heather if that came out. You know. What unless she in her drunken state was like, you give me the Botox to a certain person and they did it wrong, that I'm willing to accept. (laughs) That I can take. But because Heather kept saying over and over again, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, that makes me think that a specific person was involved. She kept, she said that. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. So I think it's Jen. I All signs to me point to Jim, particularly too, because she was very quiet in the episode. But then when they would pan out, when they would be in group settings, not just quiet in that moment with Heather, when they were in group settings, she was the quiet one. And we know Jen's not quiet. And then her facial expressions were like kind of lost. And she was like, like, why, a little wild, disheveled in a sense. Like, I don't even know if I, that's the right word, but I would watch her and yeah, I was she like, was Jen's like not manic acting like looking, herself. Like, yeah, nervous, a little bit of a nervous, like, will Heather turn on me? I'm just putting that in there. Allegedly, we should say, we should say allegedly. We don't know if it was Jen, but all signs are pointing to her. She just, her behavior was off. She, she, she was acting guilty. She was. Oh, yeah. 
So then like eventually Heather has to face the whole group and do her whole sunglasses reveal again. And like, that's when I noticed Jen being particularly quiet. Because like Meredith already knows about it too, but Meredith's engaging in this conversation because she is still like, what happened? I'm not really on board with this like, I have no idea narrative because Meredith knows that Heather has some idea. I mean, I think they were all like basically blackout drunk. But when you're blackout drunk, if something really wild happens, it usually kind of blacks you back in for a little bit. You know, like you remember like a like a physical something. It depends. It depends. Every Everybody is different. It did feel like very girl on the train. Like, I'm sorry, you were so blackout that you don't remember seeing a murder or like, you don't remember getting this black eye. Uh, it was just, but I found Heather's behavior most suspicious in this group reveal. She was like, and Lisa called it, well, I think Lisa called it out in her confessional, but she was like, she sat down and everyone's like, what happened? What happened? What happened? And she says, I think we all know what happened in this like very mysterious, weird way. And everyone's like, we don't like half of them were asleep. <laughs> like they weren't right. uh, like, you know, a lot of them went to sleep and were not like, you know, pressing their titties against glass all night. And then moments later, when she has implied that someone hit her, some and then and then Whitney's like, did someone hit you? And she says, I don't remember. So like she's just said, I think we all know what happened. And then she says, we don't I don't remember. It's just making her look like such a liar. Yeah, she it's it's very clear Heather knows what happened. And for whatever reason, she's not saying it. So Heather's kind of like, well, let's just move on. And we're screaming, Heather, we can't. We can't move on. This entire season has been based on the eye. She said, I don't want to make this trip about my black eye. Then you shouldn't have gotten a black eye because like if someone gets a black eye like that, it is all that is going to be talked about. It was all I could think about. I was like, how dare they go go karting? How dare they do anything else but sit down and talk about this black eye? And I... It's like, yeah, if your friend says they need some space, you should give them some space. But not when it seems like this, maybe not when it seems like the space is like covering up abuse with a person who's in the go-kart with them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think so. I would have left. I would have made a dramatic scene because I would have been like, oh, so we're just waking up around here with black eyes. I don't feel safe being in this house. If I, I don't know if I go to sleep tomorrow, am I going to wake up with a black eye? What's going on here? If we're not going to point to who did it, then I'm getting out of here. I don't feel safe. That's the kind of stuff that I would have said. It really is like Clue. What if someone else gets a black eye the next in the next episode? I I don't. I'll watch the reunion. Jen I need answers. In the I gotta go straight to the with answers. The diamond ring is what is going down. I'm also not above Jen punching herself in the eye just to be like, I woke up this morning. Okay, so. well, part of the theory, if it is from botched uh, fillers or Botox, is that Heather would have had to give herself those scratches in the morning, which is why I feel that it is an interesting theory. <laughs> but I understand no, it does no, not no. have the dramatic results. <laughs> Your other theory, they were rolling all around with each other and like she easily could have gotten those scratches, um, you know, just in the drunken state that they were in at the club and then thereafter. Um, so the ladies do move on. They move on to the go-karts, which 
I hate when they make us. We never want to watch women drive around in the city in whatever type of vehicle that they're in. We never, or mode of transportation, we never enjoy it. It's never a good time unless they're all together in a limo, van, or bus. That seems to be a recipe for drama. Otherwise, this is not great. The only funny part to me was Heather saying, I'm going to ride with Lisa because Lisa's just going to talk and make it about herself. And I was like, damn, she really does do that. That was very, very funny. And it gave me this, like, it made me miss the Heather of, like, season one and season two that was so relatable and so like sharp and funny um and just like can clock people not sorry not punch clock people like can get somebody's number like knows exactly how someone is going to behave like she she's so smart she knows lisa is going to be like that and then like the editors reveal that she literally talked about herself the entire time while like wind is blowing in their faces was so funny. And it just made me be like, oh, Heather, do this again. Like, stop like lying and rolling around in the dirt with Jen and just like make fun of Lisa. It's It's so true. That is so true about the old Heather. It gave us a glimpse. So she is still in there somewhere. She is still there. Under that Um, black eye and that lash on that black eye. Under that black eye. So the ladies moved from the go-kart to separating because some go roller skating and the others went... What did the others go? Oh, they went to eat? Did they go eat? What did they the went to a wine, a wine tasting. That was another thing that I appreciated about Heather in this episode is she was like, if we get one more fucking charcuterie board, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I was like, yes, y'all do eat too much charcuterie. Like, get a hot dip for goodness sake. <laughs> over it. <laughs> So the women split up to do their stage talking to move on to some other sort of drama. I felt it was stage. Jen, conveniently, brings up Lisa's SEC filing for her business and says that Lisa's trying to crowdfund for $25,000. And Meredith has been gossiping about about Lisa's business. And you guys, if this sounds like a broken record, it's because it is. We've heard this before. We've heard this drama we know that's why I'm like, have we come to the end of the road with the eye? Because at this point, we've heard the SEC. I thought we dealt with this. Lisa said it's not true. Meredith and Lisa kind of have been separated and haven't really been dealing with the fact that they hate each other because they do. And I just, I, I feel like this the was information a, this was about the crowdfunding was new. Like I, I didn't think Did I'd it? heard that before, but. I could not believe that they were like explaining the SEC and how it works while Heather had a black eye. It was just like, these are not the priorities that we need to be using. And also kind of like, it's so absurd to be acting like the great mystery of this group is that Lisa Barlow crowdsourced $25,000 when your other friend woke up with a black eye this morning and she's being really weird and vague about it. And Jin Shaw was blackout drunk last night and is looking around like a Looney Tune. (laughs) Those (laughs) eyes just darting around. 
I know it was a very boring bit of drama. Like I, this is not what when we're coming off of Jen, as you said, and Heather, this Heather and this mystery. This is not where I want to go in the show. This is not what I want to talk about. I want. I don't want to talk about how much money you really have and how uh, crowdfunding an SEC. So one of them said the wrong. Angie K couldn't even say SEC, which lets you know this is not a topic we should be talking about. She was like the SCE, the CS. See, she was having such a hard time following what was happening. Like when they were in the van, she was like, okay, now let me get this straight. (laughs) And then they explain (laughs) it to her. Then when she's trying to tell Lisa, she still can't understand. So she can't even like relay the information. I do enjoy when Lisa gets big mad. So like, I did think that that was like kind of funny, but I'm just really over Meredith. Like, going through this bullet pointed list of like showing how Lisa is a hypocrite, but still trying to act like high and mighty about it. I'm not. You're not. You love it. Well, if I'm Meredith, if I'm Meredith, I'm never getting over that rant. No, see, I think that's fine. Like, I think it is fine for her to be mad at Lisa forever and to never get over it. And she like shouldn't. I mean, it's not like they should be friends again. That was terrible. But I don't, it annoys me the way that Meredith acts like she's not doing anything wrong or just acts like this is like not retaliation. You know what I mean? Like to me, she's, she's, being petty and trying to act like she's not being petty. I think it's totally fine for her to not forgive Lisa. Um, But she's just talking a bunch of shit and she's acting like she's not. And she's like really meticulously talking shit. She's like going group by group and like studying up on the SEC. It is is like that was, it was on my brain the whole episode that she's a lawyer because like that is how she was acting. But maybe she should go back into practice because this is not well worth her time and she's not getting paid enough for it. Well, I'm team petty and I'm for it. And I think she has every right to be vengeful if she wants to, because that all those accusations that were out there, the sheet that Lisa put out there, they lived with us until this new season started. So she's been, you know what I mean? She hasn't had an opportunity to defend herself. So she, this has been brewing for months for her at this point. And so she's like, I am going to make sure that I, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but I'm going to make sure that I take Lisa down for what she did. And that's why it's calculated and it's bullet bullet pointed, all the things, because she has been planning this since the moment she watched Lisa utter all those words. And I'm not mad at it. I, think I we're find forgetting the transparency how awful it was. embarrassing. I find the transparency with which she's doing it like, silly. It's just not, it's, it doesn't seem um, elevated to me. And that is the air that Meredith and her double-breasted swimsuit try to give off, is like a certain <laughs> elevation. And she is down in the dirt with all of this. <laughs> she is. She is. But she she has to stoop to her level. I, I just feel like she had to stoop to her level to, to, to I guess, redeem herself. I'm for Meredith being as petty as she wants to be. And I can admit that I'm wrong in that. But why show why show Lisa 
because she has to do a show, right? She has to do a show with Lisa. So she can't just ignore Lisa. So why show Lisa any kind of grace? I'm going down just like you went down. Like I'm getting down and dirty with you because See, this is what me, you did to that me. That just shows Lisa's power. She got her down there. Like it's just, it's not a win for me in Meredith. But you know, everybody's... It's it not. Is, these shows are all about perception. But like for me, it is not a win for Meredith to be doing oh. this. It's not. And it's it, and it makes selfish. Lisa still purely her storyline because there's nothing. I else. think it's she's motivated. It's it's a self motivated thing. She's not doing it to win. She's doing it to make herself feel better. I think. But and wow. and try I, to I, change. I had not looked at the emotional angle of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 there. Um, well, listen, we shall see. Again, I and I stand by this statement. I really don't want to talk about anything else until we get to the bottom of the eye. And I'm. it's hard for me to pay attention to be interested in any other storyline. So we'll see what the ladies bring next week. We didn't get a preview, did we? No, it was a to-be-continued end, which suggests that we would be going back into the Black Eye storyline. It kind of ends with the producer like asking Heather, like, so you're really not going to tell us what's going on and and she's saying I don't remember even though she is you know it's just clear that she's lying and then they hit us with the to be continued but like I'm with you I don't want to watch anything else I would be content to watch completely uncut scenes like I want to watch them sitting there staring at each other awkwardly trying to figure out what's going on I don't want any editing I just want to like watch reactions if that's all we ha- <laughs> if that's all we have Okay. And I am for it as well, Jody. I am for it. So give us, give the people what they want, please. Please. I was on a, I did a deep dive on Twitter. People are mad. People are upset. They might boycott Salt Lake City if we don't get down to the bottom of this. And I mean soon. And I mean <sighs> soon. We shall see. Anyways, everyone, we're not getting, I don't I know if we're getting a new episode next week. That's probably why they to be continued it. So come back correct in the new year. Don't know yet. Uh, but we will be giving you, as I said earlier in this podcast, an episode where we are wrapping up all things Bravo for 2022 with a very special guest. Um, you guys, we hope you have a happy holiday. Happy holidays. We hope you have happy holidays safe time. Stay warm if you're caught up in the winter storm. And we will see you guys in the new year, bringing you odd year energy. I'll explain that in the new year. Bye guys. Bye.